Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Podcast. You have everything inside you to live your life on purpose. Just click your heels, step into your Ruby Slippers and head home to yourself. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me on another episode of the Ruby Slipper Podcast. I am Rosie, your host. Thank you so much for being here. I don't take for granted that you've chosen to pop me in your ears today. So I really appreciate it. And my intention is to bring you as much value to your day and life as possible. So all going well, I'll achieve it. The topic I'm going to be talking about today is five tips on raising aware children. So I am a mother of four little girls and I am very, very, very passionate on raising kind, caring, aware humans because how we raise our kids is how the world's going to end up. Parenting is just so underrated in society in general. Like it's just like people can't look at the big picture and the big picture is our children long-term are going to determine what the world is going to look like and unless we as parents consciously give our children the tools and the internal programming, so to speak, that is kindness, consciousness, awareness, et cetera, et cetera. We're just going to keep getting what we've been getting. Nothing's going to change. And yeah, it's something that I'm really, really, really passionate about. And it's something that, you know, I'm definitely not perfect at. So please don't listen to this and think, oh, you know, she's a parenting expert. No, no, I'm not. I do know what I'm doing, Sammy, most of the time. I do have four and I, in my previous marriage, I had two stepsons. So I've actually been raising children since I was 19, which is a long time to have toddlers around, let me tell you. But, you know, so I do have experience and these are the things that I do to ensure that I'm doing the best I can to raise children with awareness. So tip number one is teach them to be curious. Teach them to question, not in like an arrogant, I know better way, but in a, well, how does that feel for you way? I'm very big on encouraging my kids to tap into their own feelings and their own intuition and giving them the tools to go, well, how does that sit with me? What do I think about that? Because I want them to be a co-creator I guess, because a lot of their programming subconsciously does come from the parents and the schools and the environments they're in, but I want them to be a co-creator in that. So when something will come up with school, especially for my older girls, and they'll say, you know, because they're girls, so not both of them, but just, you know, just stuff comes up with, with other kids and teachers and stuff like that. And they'll come home and tell me, and rather than going, oh, well, she shouldn't have done that. And, oh, that wasn't very nice and blah, blah, blah. I'll just say, so, you know, how did that make you feel? What do you think about that? I don't enter into, I'm a grown woman. I'm not going to get into like year five and year three playground politics and drama. It's my job to be the example for them. It's my job to show them the kind of behavior that I want them to demonstrate. It's not my job to enter into drama shine in your ruby slippers and get weekly inspiration join rosie's mailing list at www.rosynerney.com so again asking them the questions so you know how did that make you feel how do you think that made the other person feel what do you think 
could have been done better. So I'm not giving them the answers. I'm forcing them to look within themselves for the answers to feel what's right for them. And in doing that, they have developed some amazing learnings themselves. Kids, seriously, if you just give them the chance, they have so much inside of them. You just have to foster that and give them the chance. So teach them to be curious by rather than entering into discussion and that with them. Well, I mean, you know, yes, we do have conversations with them, but you know, if it's specific, something that's come up, if it's something you want them to learn about, whatever, then asking them questions, asking them questions that's guiding them to paint a picture of a better result. So if they're talking about a situation that, you know, even like my girls with their fighting, she took this and she took that and she said that to me and that wasn't fair and she's not allowed in my room and blah, 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 blah. All the fun stuff that comes with parenting, multiple children, just by saying, you know, well, how do you think that makes her feel doing that? And do you think that's a kind thing to do? And I will often say to my girls, is that the kind of person you want to be? Do you want to be the kind of person that hits your sister? Is that the kind of person you want to be? Do you want to be the person that steals toys off people? I mean, I look, I know it sounds trivial because we're talking about sibling fighting and stuff like that. But again, they've got that internal programming, right? It's happening right now. They are so impressionable. And just by asking them those questions, it's causing them to challenge that inside of them, which can really help them to be able to decide the kind of person that they want to be, regardless of the external programming that's happening around them want more tools to help you live your purpose daily don't leave your ruby slippers on the shelf click your heels at www.rosynerney.com and check out her free online course now so tip number two ask them was that kind is that the person you want to be so sorry that's my tip number two one and two combined and obvious for obvious reasons the way i've explained that before you can see why Again, getting them to check in with themselves, questioning themselves. As parents, we want to give our kids all the answers. We want to give our kids all the answers. The best thing you can do is guide them to find the answers themselves. It takes a lot of patience and restraint, but it is honestly, if you're invested in them becoming amazing human beings, guide them to get the get to the answers themselves by asking them questions. So when I say, is that the kind of person that you want to be? especially one of my girls will be like, well, yes, I want to be someone that stands up for myself and I want to be someone that does this. And I'm like, okay, well, I can see that you're standing up for yourself, but do you want to be the kind of person that is standing up to themselves by physically hurting someone? Then they're like, oh, no, mom. So, you know, just reframing it. Uh, That's the beauty of being the adult in the situation is that you behave like an adult, not a child. If your behaviour matches that of your child, your child is not the one with the problem. You are. Sorry, but that's just... I'm actually, no, I'm not sorry because that's the truth. (laughs) No apologies. Like, scratch that. Thanks for being part of our purpose. The Ruby Slipper podcast is kept ad-free so we don't annoy the shit out of you with ads. If you'd like to keep it that way and receive exclusive gifts from Rosie, please click on the Patreon link, which you can find in the show notes or at rosynerney.com. This is not an ad. Okay, tip number three, foster their passions. So one of my girls, total extrovert, She's constantly, and even before she'd watched anything on YouTube, she has a camera in front of her all the time, constantly doing videos, putting things together, 
all she wants to do is have a YouTube channel. And she was watching a YouTuber the other day and she came out to me and she was like, mom, this person, like she wrote a book and this is what her book was called. And she was telling me about it. And she was like, "Mm, I think I'm going to write a book, mom. When I get older, I think I'm going to write a book. And this daughter of mine, I, before she even said that, I was like, honey, I've known that's going to be coming out of you for a long time now. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal human as a, oh man, as an adult, like she's very hard to parent as a child, but as an adult, man, she's just like phenomenal. And she came out and she said to me, oh, I'm going to write a book. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the first person to buy it. So I said, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be there at your, and I really got in, got into her dream with her. I really got into it and I really supported it. And I could see her little face lighting up and I could see her eyes lighting up and she was just like, you know, mum's there with me. She's in it with me. So really fostering their passions. One of my other daughters is an exceptionally talented little artist. She can paint and put colours together and just see things. She's very, very, she's quiet, like polar opposites, those two. She's incredible at art. And so I foster that. And she says, you know, mum, one day I want to be a famous artist. And I'm like, awesome. Can I come visit you and at all your exhibitions? Like I never tell my kids no. When, they, when it comes to their dreams, when it comes to things that they think they want to do, I never, ever, ever tell them, oh, you can't do that. Never. I never look at them with this horrible look on my face of disapproval or anything like that. I get excited for them. I want them to know that I believe in them. You don't understand how important that is. Honestly, I can remember sharing my dreams with my parents and I was just met with reasons why I couldn't do it. And I can still remember them now. And recently I shared with my dad what what my daughter that wants to do with all her videos and stuff like that. And the look he had on his face of disapproval, disgust, was the same look that he looked at with me when I was a little girl and he told me about my dreams and I recognized it. It brought up all those feelings that I had. And then I was like, you know what? I'm never going to look at my daughter like that. I'm never going to look at her like that. Thank you for reminding me why I do what I do. I never like said this to anything and I understand like I've done enough growth now to go, you know, that's your internal programming and that's cool. That's on you. That's not on me. But it reminded me why it's so important to support your children's passions because I could have done and I probably, you know, I still can do it. I don't know how I would do it now, but you know, (laughs) my dream, I wanted to be an actress. That was my dream. I wanted to be on movies and and be an actress. So, you know, Vera Wang sewed her first dress at 41 or 42. So you never know. I might just be the granny in all the movies, hey? (laughs) But just fostering, fostering their passions. If you see something that they're passionate about, Tell them you believe in them. Tell them to dream. Tell them they can do whatever they want to do. Show them how much you are their biggest fan. You are their biggest cheerleader. And you just don't understand what that will do for them. It will create belief in themselves. And when they're strong and confident and believe in themselves, they're only going to have a positive impact in the world. Let Rosie guide you to find your ruby slippers and learn how to use them. www.rosienanny.com So... Tip number four, take them into nature and notice it with them. Okay, so take them. I like explain things in relation to life via nature all the time. So especially when it comes to working for something, we've planted a garden before and put seeds in and then like there's been nothing there and they're watering and there's nothing there. And so I'm talking to them about that and they're like, well, how do you know? I said, I know you can't see it. 
but we planted it, remember, you know it's there and then they'll watch the sprout come out and then they'll get really excited and then they'll see it grow. And, you know, so just teaching them like that and then I will say to them, okay, well, this is kind of what happens in life. You know, you start to do something and you can't see anything for ages and you're working really hard and you can't see anything, but then look what happens, it sprouts and the more sun it gets, the more love it gets, the more nurturing it gets, then it grows. And so then they're like, oh, use nature. Seriously, even like the weather, when it's sunny and when it's raining, like talk about their moods or what's going on in their life, you know, like it never rains forever. Just like they can relate to nature. Kids are so more, so much more connected to nature than what we are as adults. We've had it programmed out of us. Program it into them. Get them outside. Talk to them about what's going on. Ask them what they notice. My One of my daughters, the artistic one, who's I don't know where she got it from, but she's so academic. She's just, she blows my mind. We're traveling in the car and she's telling me, oh, this this is a, this cloud. And I don't even know what the clouds are called, but she's telling me all the different kinds of clouds. And I'm just like, how do you, like, how do you even remember what, anyway. But yeah, she just loves all that kind of stuff. And so then we'll talk about the different kinds of clouds. And I'm like, mm, so what does that remind you of like life? If it's really fluffy, like what feeling is that like? And if, and if it's like all spaced out, what is that feeling like? And so I'm getting them to connect with nature and use what is around them for free and what they're surrounded by every day to relate back to life with. Again, it's bringing awareness. And then by getting them to be in touch with nature as well, it teaches them to respect the environment, to value the environment, to not just use it as something that is disposable, to care for it, to understand the lessons that it's giving us, to understand the knowledge that it brings to us. And like I said, adults, most of us have gotten that. Hello, look at like the state of the planet and like all the people that just don't even care about, you know, overusing plastic and all that kind of stuff. So teaching your kids that, bringing awareness because then it gives them an awareness of the planet they live on and the kind of difference, the person they want to be for that planet and the difference they want to make in the world. Last, but definitely not least, probably actually, if you were to do none of the others, you could get away with just doing this one. And that is be the example. A lot of people ask me, don't you feel guilty leaving your kids? Or don't you feel like you should be doing more with them or going doing more of the school mum stuff? Like, isn't that something that you, do you feel guilty about that? Or blah, 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 which is all their insecurities and their internal programming, not mine. And I say to them, I say this to everyone and anyone who I've said this to in person will be hearing me say this and be like, yep, I've been around when you've said that. My reply to that is, my girls are going to grow up and look for someone as a role model. It's just what we do. It's what we as humans do. We're looking around for someone to guide us. We're looking around for someone that is doing the things that we want to do and then we follow them. We get inspired by them. We take tips from them. We do what they are doing. We follow down that path. Depending on how you're raised and your self-worth and all that kind of stuff, you will be attracted to certain people to deliver certain feelings and results to you on an internal basis. I'm well aware of this because I grew up feeling petrified basically for my entire childhood. And then when I realized I didn't have to be scared anymore, I went and searched for adrenaline, risk, because I was never allowed to do any of that when I was a child. And I searched for love, which was all in the wrong places, all in the wrong places. And so I know I reflect back on when I was a teenager, I know what kids are going to go and look for. And I take that very seriously because I know my girls, especially, especially, 
especially in this day and age where there is Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and definitely more apps coming out there where there are women on there who get their self-worth by posting half-naked photos of themselves, pumping their bodies with fillers and Botox and getting operations to completely change the beautiful, beautiful, perfect body that they were born into because they think if they do this stuff, then people will love them more. If they do this stuff, they'll get more likes. If they do this stuff, they're going to be worth more. If I don't step up to the plate and set the example to my daughters on what a strong, independent woman is that is going to make a positive impact in the world, they are going to look around for someone else to follow. And you know what? They probably will anyway, but My girls have been at conferences with me when I've spoken on stage. They watched me speak on stage to over 4,000 people and they came up to me afterwards and they were like, mom, that was amazing. All those people listening to you and I'm so proud of you and I can't wait till I can speak on stage like that one day. My dreams are pretty big, okay? I'm not saying everyone has to dream as big as me, but be the example. Do not sit around gossiping in front of your children. Do not talk negatively about other people in front of your children. Do not use your children as an on-call counsellor. That happened to me and like zero judgment on my mum. I love her so much and she was the most amazing mother and I'm so grateful. But I knew stuff when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old that no children should know. I shouldn't have known about what was going on in her personal life. I should have just been being a kid. And I'm so aware of that. And so if I've got any adult conversation or anything like that going on right now and my daughter's around, I'm like, goodbye, adult conversation. You do not need to be around now. And I am so firm on that. I do not gossip in general, let alone in front of my children. I do not encourage them to gossip. I behave in a way that I would want them to behave. If I lose my cool and blow up at them, I go and apologize because that is what I want them to do. Be the example. Be the example. If you do nothing else and you just do that, you will raise amazing, amazing children. I promise you because you are their world. They are watching you. You are their hero. You are their everything. Be the example that you would hope that they would grow into. And trust me, it will have an impact on them like you, you just can't even fathom. So I hope that's helped. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it on your socials. I really, really appreciate it. You just never know who's looking for this information, who hasn't come across anyone to deliver it before, or maybe they have, but it's just not in a way that's connected with them. So you could be that person that connects them to the information that really helps to change their life. So please share, forever grateful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing me to be in your ears. I am so grateful. I hope that this has brought happiness to your day and more purpose to your life. I will see you on the next episode of the Ruby Slipper podcast. See Rosie with her Ruby Slippers on, trying to find them underneath the mountains of motherhood. Follow her Instagram at Rosie Nerney.